Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. This episode is all about perfume. I'm going to share some gorgeous modern scents, a couple of classics, and a few that are just a little bit different. I wanted to create this show purely for anyone that's thinking, you know, it's a new year, new fragrance kind of thing. I feel that scent is such a personal thing and it can be really seasonal as well. Of course, many of us will have a signature scent that we constantly go back to. But I think now is also a good time to look at what else is out there. So I can't wait to share these with you. And at any point, if I talk about a fragrance that you already wear, I'd love to know. So get in touch over in the DMs on Beauty Me Podcast on Instagram and let me know what you're loving. Okay, so for the modern section, I feel we have to look at Fenty by Fenty the perfume that had everyone scrambling to buy it when it first launched in 2021. I feel like at first it wasn't available in the UK and many of us here were getting really upset. It was just this fragrance that everybody needed to know what it smelled like. I feel so many people in the States were our first indication as to what it smelled like. But also, regardless of any information that was out there, I think people just wanted to smell like Rihanna. They wanted to smell like money. Rihanna is an icon on several levels. Of course, she is gorgeous. She's sexy. She's stylish. I feel she's often ahead of the trends. She often wears the things that we want to (laughs) wear. So who wouldn't want to smell like that? When it first launched, Rihanna, obviously the founder of the groundbreaking Fenty Beauty brand, spoke about her decision to make the perfume bottle brown. She said... I wanted a rich color that really represented all genders from all walks of life. Brown is my favorite color. Brown is who I am. Brown is what I come from. If I'm going to make a fragrance that represents me, even the body language of the bottle needs to marry that. So I wanted something brown, but also transparent so you could see the liquid and the fragrance you're about to experience. Within that faceted brown glass, the scent is one that features tangerine, blueberry, magnolia, rose, musk and patchouli. And for me, the instant this one hit my nose, it was a gorgeous blend of something warm and caramelly, which is how I would imagine Rihanna would smell, but also a little bit floral. I waited a while to try this one and it's definitely become part of my scent wardrobe, but it's literally, I'm still getting used to it. And there's definite parts of this that I really love. And that is the warm side. Let me know if you've tried this because I feel like I said it was one of the most long awaited fragrances. And I'm also keen to see if she comes with another version of Fenty. This one is a fragrance for men and women, by the way. But I'm wondering if she's going to veer off and try and make a more feminine scent, perhaps. Next, it's Barber. This is a brand that is a fifth generation family owned business that has been around since the late 1800s. Here in the UK, I have to say the Barber jacket alone is synonymous with outdoor life. A Barber jacket is quintessentially English and outdoorsy. And this new scent was created to really reflect the beauty of the British countryside. The new fragrance is called Barber, the new origins for her. And it's a green floral scent with warm tones of nutmeg, peach and pink pepper. And when my husband smelled it on me, he instantly pointed out the peach and said he loved it. 
He even went a step further saying, and I quote, sexy godmother at a christening. So take from that what you want. I think he meant it in a really positive way. Clearly going back to some boyhood memories there. Suffice to say, again, this has become a new addition, especially to my daytime perfume wardrobe. It's just lovely and cozy, but also a little bit fresh. Also, the brand Barber kindly sent over Barber for him. And I, so far, I really love how warm and spicy this one is. It's got almost like a little lemony freshness right at the end, but it's just very warm and inviting. My final modern selection is the Prada Paradox Intense Eau de Parfum. I remember when the brand first released Prada Paradox, it had everyone talking from the advertising campaign that featured actress Emma Watson, various iterations of the Prada signature triangle that was seen throughout that ad. The launch of the scent just gave us an excitement that we hadn't seen for a while, especially because it gave us the first inkling that Prada might be coming back to beauty, which of course it later did. And side note, if you haven't listened to my episode on their amazing hyper matte and soft matte lipsticks, you should. They are stunning. I'll leave a link to that episode for you in the show notes. But also, I need to let you know about the eyeshadow quads at a later date. They are so gorgeous. These eyeshadows almost feel creamy, but they're not. But that was back in the summer of 2022 that we first saw Prada Paradox. Now we have Prada Paradox Intense. The top notes of the latest version include pear, neroli, and bergamot, while the mid notes are moss, neroli essence, and jasmine. And the base notes include bourbon vanilla, vanilla, and amber. And those last three are definitely what I'm loving about this fragrance. I feel this is the perfect scent for anyone who loves a fresh scent that's got staying power and doesn't really want everybody to recognize what they're wearing. Next, let's get into a couple of classics. I should say these are modern classics as they are both around 20 years old. First up, it's Victor and Rolf Flower Bomb Eau de Parfum. Flower Bomb is one of those fragrances that truly hit us with a bang and its impact lasted for years and years and years. I cannot believe that next year will be Flower Bomb's 20 year anniversary. But looking back, it makes sense because... The scent plus the pink glass grenade shaped bottle that's faceted like a diamond as well as the name really brought something new and fun to the world of perfume. It took Victor and Rolf three years to develop the scent but the name came before the perfume. They were intent on creating a perfume that signified an explosion of flowers but I have to say there's a lot more to it than florals. On the brand's website, the perfume is described as a union between haute couture and haute perfumery, and I really get what they mean. They just wanted to create something truly spectacular, and I think at the time, it absolutely was. Although I never wore the fragrance myself, I could clearly remember several people who adored this fragrance, and I specifically remember a time when I was sat in the back of a cab, sitting next to somebody wearing Flower Bomb, And in the best way, it felt like the entire taxi was just full of this beautiful, sweet scent, as if a bomb of flowers had gone off. One of the flowers that's featured is rose, and that was the key reason that I never decided in the past to wear Flower Bomb myself. I'm just not a rose fan. 
Alongside that, there is patchouli, orchid, freesia, bergamot, tea, musk, vanilla, and more. It's definitely a sweet scent that I have really warmed to over the years. It's not one that I'm going to be super generous with. And trust me, I am that person. I love to encase myself in a cloud of perfume. But this one, it's very sparing. And I don't mean that whole spray it in the air and walk through it because I'm sorry, that is a waste of perfume. (laughs) For me, sparing means one spritz behind each ear, one spritz in each elbow and at each wrist. And that's enough for me to just feel warm and cozy and sweet. It's just a very tasty, edible kind of scent. It's a classic for a reason. And I really think it can suit any age group. Let me know if Flower Bomb is your signature scent, by the way, because I feel a lot of you out there definitely know this one firsthand. My second classic is Alien by Mugler, also released in 2005. But again, it's one that I didn't jump on immediately. To be honest, I'm going to blame my mum for that. My mum's love for Mugler Angel. If you don't know, you need to get to know Angel. Angel is a truly iconic scent. It's warm and chocolatey and I love both of those things, but it just reminds me of my mum so much, who I love dearly, by the way. It came out in 1992. I don't know how long she's been wearing it, but that is my mum's signature scent. If ever it was Christmas or her birthday and people were saying, what are you getting for mum? Somebody's going to buy her Angel. She was stocked up for life. So Angel is probably one of the reasons that I waited a while to even look at trying Alien. But when I did decide to try it, it was around the same time that I also encountered the brand's male line called Amen, most of which have been discontinued, sadly. Honestly, this set of Mugler fragrances were so amazing. They were designed for men, but I would borrow them all the time, particularly Mugler Amen Pure Havan. This stunning, smoky tobacco, vanilla, warm scent It smelled amazing on my husband and even better on me. It was just, they need to bring them back. Please, Mugler, please revisit your men's fragrance. But anyway, back to Alien. I was always a fan of the bottle design. It's like an ancient relic that's been found on some other planet. The purple glass and the gold accents give it a luxurious feel. And I always loved the fact that the spray was part of the bottle. You didn't have to look around for a lid. You could travel with it quite safely. It wasn't just going to fall off in your bag. The scent itself, honestly, I can't even put it into words today. It was like nothing else I'd ever tried before. So when it comes to describing it, I thought for this one, I need to go to the very popular perfume website, fragrantica.com, which I will leave a link to in the show notes for you. Just to give you some solid information on its notes, because I can't tell you anything about Alien apart from the fact that I love it. I was surprised to see that only three notes were listed on the site, Jasmine, Sambac, Kashmiran and Amber. On Fragrantica, it says the Amber brings warmth, the Kashmiran brings a woodsy note and the Jasmine brings the sun. By the way, Fragrantica is a brilliant resource for concise information, including the fact that for each perfume, there is a pros and cons list. So you can really get right down to the brass tacks if you want to know exactly what a perfume contains. The pros list for Alien is absolutely spot on. It's definitely a head turner and definitely creates what they call a scent cloud around the wearer, which I love. 
In this next segment, I'm going to look at perfumes that are a little bit different. The next scent, in a way, is kind of a classic in the sense that it's been around since 2006, but I don't think you could ever describe the brand Eccentric Molecules as a a traditionally classic brand. It's always been about offering something different. I remember when I first saw the packaging of Eccentric Molecules, as well as the decoration on the glass bottle, it was very sci-fi to me, all zeros and ones and dots, almost like a computer screen, maybe from back in the day. It felt different. And that's exactly what the brand is about. It's also got a great origin story, which I love. So perfumer Giza Schoen shares on the brand site that when he first started working with this synthetic aromatic chemical called ISO Super E, he realized that the vast majority of perfumes that he enjoyed contained large doses of this. One night he's going out for drinks with a friend and he tells the friend, let's just spray this aroma molecule all over you, nothing else and see what happens. He said the effect was immediate and that as soon as they arrived at a bar, a woman approached them asking about the scent. That's what led him to create the first pair of fragrances, one of which would contain an unprecedented amount of ISO Super E, 65%. So that first scent was called Molecule 01. And since then, we've had several iterations, including the latest, which is what I've been trying, Molecule 01 plus Iris. Surprisingly, considering my background in beauty, this is the first time I've tried anything from Eccentric Molecule. I've always been intrigued. And like I say, I was always loved the packaging. And I like the fact that it had this kind of scientific value behind it. Because perfume is absolutely all about chemistry. What smells amazing to me on me can smell completely different on someone else. We can really be put off by a scent as well as turned on by it. So When I tried Molecule 01 plus Iris, the first thing I noticed was a nostalgic scent of those little purple sweets. We have them in the UK. Let me know if they're in the US as well. Palmer Violets. They're like these tiny little purple sweets. And alongside that scent, there was something that was a little warm, but really clean, maybe even a little bit soapy. This scent is definitely still very new to me. I'm trying it every now and then, but so far I feel that it's definitely an intriguing scent and will suit anyone who does not want anybody else to guess what they're wearing. The next perfume has to first be acknowledged for its really beautiful packaging. Argentum's Become Eau de Parfum is housed within this book-shaped box. It even has a fabric spine, just like a real book. On the back, there's some information that reads, a flight of citrus accompanied by the delicate essence of rosewood and geranium leaves, thriving on a vibrant heart of spices that extend to a composition of sandalwood and patchouli. Once you get into the book, you see the inside open up as if it's like those 3D cards that you get. And within that, you see this bottle that looks like it contains a magical liquid. It's like something out of Harry Potter. The bottle is completely black. It's very simple. I really love the design. And it's that stark contrast against the scent itself because when you spray the scent onto your skin, it comes out like a thin, milky liquid. The second I sprayed it on, the scent, honestly, it almost seemed to just fill the room from one spray. 
It was fresh, but enticing. You really wanted to get closer to it. And I'm just smiling myself because I'm wearing it today. It's the warmth of it now, the sweetness. It is gorgeous. On the Argentum site, it explains that the scent is alcohol-free and due to the oils, it should not be in direct contact with fabric. It also tells us that it should be used within one year. So I really like that transparency because it's all too easy to keep fragrances sitting around for years on end. We might love the bottle. We might have spent a fortune on it and we're trying to use up every last drop but stretch it out. So I just love that this comes with best before advice. The fragrance become is made from 98.53% natural origin. So very specific there, which again, I like. And the milky feel that I mentioned earlier is down to the fact that it uses a patented technology called WPE, meaning water plant emulsion. The brand has created this micro emulsion that mixes oil and water together. And I love how silky smooth it feels. For me, this fragrance is a luxury, especially for anyone who often finds it hard to find quality zero alcohol options. It's definitely a keeper. And by the way, do go to the brand's website for much more information. It's such a thoughtful brand. They give so much information behind the concept of each fragrance and what's gone into it. It's a beautifully designed site. Like I will leave a link for you in the show notes alongside all links to any of the perfumes I mentioned today. Next, for another kind of something different option, let's look at the Laura Mercier Almond Coconut Eau de Parfum. The instant I knew that it included almond coconut, I was really intrigued. On the box, it says Laura's fragrance inspiration combines two of her favorite notes to create a unique interpretation, all her own, inspired by almonds and coconut. It describes the scent as warm and comforting with succulent notes of coconut, almond and vanilla combined with heliotrope and musk for a rich, sensual and alluring experience. That description alone had me hooked. That warm and sensual vibe, especially thanks to heliotrope, I knew I was going to love this. The first time I tried it, I instantly went to the website because I really need to get myself the matching serum body cream and aromatic bath oil because this is that kind of scent you want to slather it all over you want to layer it this is the kind of scent you want to put on clean moisturized glistening skin throw a freshly washed and tumble dried jumper or classic oversized white tee and get into some equally fresh sheets and watch your favorite show it's an enticing scent you're going to want to keep sniffing yourself Everybody's going to ask you what you're wearing. And one thing I noticed a few minutes after spraying this on was that I could see where I sprayed it, almost as if it had left a hydrating layer behind. All in all, I am obsessed with this and I really want to try the other Laura Mercier fragrances. Another scent that grabbed me instantly, especially when I sprayed it on my husband, was the Aesop Idesis Eau de Parfum. I hope I'm saying that properly. It was just an instant yes. Described as a beguiling scent with bright opening notes that develop into deep spice, damp earth and dry woods. I love how the brand describes this as one for the dreamers, pond gazers and visionaries. The whole pond and damp 
Earth is obviously a bit interesting, but this is really beautiful on featuring spices such as black pepper and cumin, as well as frankincense and sandalwood. I think this is another brilliant option for anyone who likes to keep others guessing about the fragrance they're wearing. As you can expect from the iconic brand, packaging for Aesop Idesis is dark, minimal and chic. Honestly, I just want to go and buy a whole range of Aesop body care now. Love this one. So that is it. Most of them are pretty much new to me. Um, definitely know my alien, definitely know Victor and Rolf Flower Bomb. And in a future episode, I thought I would talk to you about my own personal perfume collection, the things that I really, really love. Today, I just wanted to be kind of like a little starting point for anyone that is looking for something new, wants to add to their wardrobe, or just wants to treat themselves. You know, Valentine's Day is very much around the corner or Galentine's or whatever you want to call it. So if you're thinking of treating yourself to anything, I will make sure to leave links in the show notes. I will most likely link each product to my shop, my profiles. But most importantly, let me know your favorite perfume right now. I definitely love to keep adding to my collection. And like I say, I can't wait to share my own personal favorites with you, but I'm always looking out for something new. I'm definitely someone that likes my perfume to linger, but let me know about you. Maybe you like perfume that kind of dissipates quickly. Maybe it's just for freshness, or maybe you've got some amazing perfume memories that you want to share with me. Let me know. You can always get in touch over in the DMs on Instagram or X at Beauty Me Podcast. You can also find me on TikTok at Sharice Kenyon. But over on my Instagram, I'll definitely show you some imagery of all the perfumes I've talked about today. So be sure to follow me there. And if you love this episode, I would love it if you could leave it a review. Wherever you're listening, be sure to follow or subscribe so you never miss another episode. Don't forget, there's also the newsletter, beautymenotes at substat.com, and I will see you next time. <laughs>